0: Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocketcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Tune In, Reason FM. We on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Good evening, everyone in the USA, Canada, all over the world. Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Stan Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka Misunderstood Lonely Nomad, aka the Greg-inator, YouTuber, host with the most, the unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now listening and tuning in and rocking with the 135th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. That's right. The New York episode 135. Live and direct from the YouTube stream yard and alongside of myself is the Instagram live feed. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss anything and you don't m- miss me on the air. Um, <clears throat> a little explanation um into into why I am recording so early. The reason I'm recording so early is because um there's a Mets game that I am supposed to watch with the Nationals that starts at seven o'clock. So I figured I'd start right now and then maybe I'll be able to end maybe before seven o'clock. So you know what I'm saying? And and speaking of ending at seven o'clock, let's get into some mental health checking, shall we? Yes, mental health checking time. Listen how am I how am I feeling mentally physically and spiritually and of course this segment is about your well-being your well-being on how you are feeling internally you know what I'm saying um I'm actually going to um basically um say overall overall throughout the week it's been okay although yesterday was a yesterday was a weird one for me actually. So, before I even clocked out yesterday, I was actually trying to sweep up the um the mess by the shopping cart area, where where they keep it inside near the doorways, and this lady asks me, um, this lady asked me which style of silverware utensils is is considered considered good since I'm a guy. Do you know how crazy this shit sounds? I literally had to laugh this shit off, though. (laughs) That's like asking me, that's like asking me what's the difference between white chocolate and dark chocolate? (laughs) It's crazy. It's even more crazy than somebody asking me what's the difference between a fucking Birkin bag and a fucking purse. Like, come on, man. Like, (laughs) and you're talking about you got a son. If you if you have a son why didn't you bring why why didn't you bring your son with you to tell what type of style utensils of of designs that you wanted I mean to be honest with you there's nothing special about them you know what I'm saying there's nothing special about them it's it's like come on like come on man like it like I even asked certain people certain workers about this and and they actually told, and I have to agree with them, they're actually nuts on this one right there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that basically sums up um, <laughs> mentally, physically, and spiritually, and stuff like that, though, man. Um. So, <laughs> this one was a little la- this one was a little laughable yesterday so I just I figured I just talk about it here. So um make sure you reach out to your loved ones especially your wives, your husbands, your your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your friends and along with other people that you work with, that you cool with and stuff like that. You don't have to wait till mental health um day and mental health Awareness Month to actually, you know, you know, show not not necessarily sympathy, but but empathy as well, as far as what they're going through. And there is no time frame to reach out to, to someone. It's all about following your mind, your your soul, your heart, your instincts and having confidence. That's what really matters here. You know, what I'm saying. So, um without further ado, we are going to go into a little thing that I like to call chatting all the jazz right here. Hold on. There we go. Hold on a second. That's a sound I was actually... Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so yeah. Actually, hold on a second. As a matter of fact, let's do this. We'll do New York mass transit files first, and then go to um, and then go to um, chatting on the jazz next. So I forgot that I had some transit news. So let's get into some transit news first. So starting with the GameCube. All right all right our first story in 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 um in um transit news is basically um it has to do if I'm not mistaken hold on a second okay it has to do with the city council it has to do with the city council so let's get into that right now. Okay, listen to this for everybody that's in New York. Listen to this. Um, the New York City Council wants to beef up the city streets plan by $3.1 billion to build out more space for buses, bikes, and pedestrians. Well, I don't know how to feel about that one right there, but if it's to, I can understand if it's like to. Um, hold on a minute here. Okay, I can understand if it's like to, you know, reduce traffic or to reduce bus bunching and all that other stuff, but I don't know about this one right there, man. I think everybody's going to have some mixed feelings about this shit, so I'm not too sure about this. So there's actually more to this story, so hang on. Um, okay. Yes, so... Yeah. Yeah. Three point billion dollars. I should have. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's the craziest idea that I ever heard in my life. But (laughs) I mean, to each of his each of his own. You know, what I mean, anyway. In the council's formal response to Mayor Eric Adams, ninety eight point five billion dollar city budget proposal from February, politicians called for more investments in the Big Apple's social safety net and infrastructure, including a far more ambitious vision to reshape the streetscape. To secure an equitable recovery for, for our city and improve public safety, we must focus on robust investments that strengthen our communities and deliver opportunities for all New Yorkers said speaker Adrian Adams in a press release late Friday afternoon late Friday afternoon These targeted investments will help the city begin to reverse long standing inequities and move our neighborhoods forward The Department of Transportation unveiled its NYC streets plan in December, setting several benchmarks for the amount of new bike and bus friendly paths. The agency must meet over five years in accordance with a 2109 council law. The goals, which come with minimum annual targets, include one hundred and. 150 miles of bus lanes and 250, 250 miles of protected bike lanes at, by the end of 2026, which is probably going to be four years from now and $1 million. No, hold on. 1 million square feet of pedestrian space by, um, the end of 2023. The council now wants to embark more money for at least 500 miles of new bus lanes and 500 miles of protected bike lanes. The polls also pushed for 40 mile, 40 miles of busways which more severely limit limit car traffic or band it together along certain stretches, as well as 38 million square feet of open pedestrian space, an area slightly larger than Central Park. Busways were not part of the council law three years ago, but have since become a successful tool for city street planners to um, thoroughfares of traffic and speed up commutes. D.O.T. has installed busways on 14th Street, J Street in Brooklyn, Main Street, Jamaica and Archer Avenues in Queens and 181st Street uptown. Combined with the decades old Fulton Mall, the city currently has just above four miles of busway and an A.M. New York Metro analyst found, although D.O.T often doubles its measures to account for two-way streets. Another busway was um, <clears throat> was planned for Fifth Avenue in Midtown has been stuck in neutral and watered down from its original scope after pushback by um, luxury retailers along the Ritzy Corridor, along with powerful real estate honchos. Oh, wow um so the council's demands would increase mileage of bus ways tenfold and their proposals um garnered praise from transit advocates bus riders urged mayor adams to embrace the city council's bold vision for better buses and safer streets said um um Jale- jaleese race <laughs> An organizer with the Group Riders Alliance in a statement Saturday expanded funding for faster and more reliable bus service and better for everyone who lives, works, and visits here. However, the December Streets Plan by DOT admitted that the agency did not have enough resources to meet the annual minimum mileage of newly painted lanes as required by the law, transportation officials estimated they could install 20 miles of bus lanes instead of required 30 miles and 30 miles of bike lanes. Short of that, short of the, um, at least um, 30, 50 miles mandated by the council. <laughs> that was before the new mayor Adams called for most agencies to slash spending by 3% for this fiscal year and the next one. A city hall spokesperson pointed to Adams' campaign promise to build 150 miles of bus lanes in the first term that lasts until the end of 2025. Mayor Adams has put forward an aggressive plan to improve street safety and provide greater access citywide to Reliable transportation options including an unprecedented effort to add 150 additional miles of bus lanes in the next four years, said Jonah Allen in a statement Sunday. We are reviewing the council's proposal and look forward to engaging with them through the budget process to identify the proper level of funding for our shared transit goals um his zona will release an updated uh executive budget based on the council response in april which is which his administration will further negotiate with council before the july 1st deadline remains to be seen folks um just gotta just gotta feel um how people are gonna react to this? So we'll see what happens here. Um. Anyway. Anyway, that's pretty interesting. Now let's see. Um. So more NCA transit news. <laughs> this has to, this has to do with the Interboro Express. So the MCA's Interboro Express from Brooklyn to Queens could look like a blend of New York's commuter railroads and the city's subway train cars, should officials decide to go with the rail option for the mass transit vision, rather than buses or trolleys. The proposal, also known as the IBX, is still in its early stages and transit officials have yet to say whether the best option will be conventional rail, light rail, or. A bus rapid transit system. Wait a minute, man. I can't recall the last time. I can't recall the last time New York had um, you know, um trolleys. I can't recall, man, because I wasn't born at the time when that when that shit happened. So I don't know where the hell I was at, but that's a little that's a little um unexpected right there. Um yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting right there anyway so the former hold on a second yeah the former could end up resembling the london of the london overground not underground overground in the uk according to the MCA's senior vice president for regional planning michael schiffer conventional rail is what you see on long island railroad or metro north schiffer told a panel of subway and bus rider advocates thursday in this context the rolling stock are the train cars if you will will be reconfigured to perform more like transit vehicles the trains would likely have more doors than double LIRR train to accommodate frequent stops along the proposed 14-mile route passing by 17 existing subway stations, the rep said during a March 24th um, presentation to the New York City Transit Riders Council, um, an in-house volunteer body representing um, riders' interest to the MTA. End quote. With frequent stops and frequent service, we expect that the people uh, will only be riding on these trains or buses for relatively short periods of time to get to their connections, he said. So it will probably have more doors than a common commuter train and run more like a rapid transit train. A good example is in London where you have London Overground, as an example of kind of a repurposed railroad that runs more like a rapid transit line, he added. The the London Overground opened in the English capital in two thousand seven, reusing neglected railways to connect the um, cities' mass transit to suburbs and create an orbital network around the urban cult here yeah, the urban core <sighs> all right similarly the ibx would run on existing freight rail right of way from the Bay Ridge Sunset Park waterfront through central and eastern Brooklyn and up to Jackson Heights Queens a 40 minute Journey serving up to 88,000 weekday riders in largely working class neighborhoods of color. Okay, I don't know what that means, neighborhoods of color. I really don't know what that means, so I digress. Um, anyway, IBX trains could run electrically with a third rail, like the subways do, and they would remain completely separate from the existing industrial tracks along the line which currently serves about one to three trains a day. A bus rapid transit system would run on dedicated road space and have electric buses while light rail trains, no, excuse me, light rail trams could have centenaries for part of the route and run on battery power where there's no room for the overhead wiring according to Schiffer. the transit official said the brooklyn army terminal at the lines western and would be a suitable place to store ibx trains cars and and trams the army um terminal down in sunset park has the significant parking area we've um, discussed opportunities there for Double decking it, having a maintenance facility there, but the expectation is that it would be um at that end of the line, Schiffer said. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, so the MTA uh is currently gathering public feedback on the Project Governor Kathy Hochul um, unveiled during her state of the state address in January as transit officials zero in on their preferred of the three transit options before launching into an official environmental review by the end of this year of or 2023. Um, Following the following the review the MTA plans to start designing the IBX, find a way to fund fund it in the next 5-year capital plan starting in 2025 and pick a company for the construction contract. Chief MTA Chief General Lieber previously estimated construction to take 3 to 5 years and for the st- Projects cost to be somewhere in the single-digit billions. It's not clear yet whether the IBX fares will be be as steep as the laWR or the cheaper subways and buses. But when it's ready to hit the tracks or the road, the agency's um ticketing will run more widely on its new tap-and-go. Omni system said um another transit official. And for those of you who may not know what Omni stands for, it stands for One Metro New York. By the way, no, excuse me, by the time this project (laughs) would be um, unconceivably um constructed and in operation, we're going to have all the flexibilities that Omni will provide us, said Will Schwartz. MCA's Deputy Chief of, of the State and Local Affairs, that type of integration, if it's a commuter railroad or if it's a bus rapid transit, making sure that there is that integration between the Long Island Railroad and New York City Transit. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see, if there's another um transit situation that we need to talk about here. Oh, another transit news this has to do with Uber. Okay, Uber technolo- Technologies Incorporated said it will list New York C- City's yellow taxis on its app, a move that could help the ride hailing giant over a driver shortage in its biggest U.S. market. Um, The city has for years been a battleground between Uber and yellow taxi drivers who have for long protested against the company's technology on grounds that it disrupted the industry and limited their earnings. The deal would see Uber work with taxi software companies, creative mobile technologies, and Curb. Whose apps together account for all the yellow cabs in New York City? It is likely to bring cab drivers more business at a time when the spike in gas prices had has added to the woes of an industry um buffeted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Passengers will pay roughly the same fare for taxi rides as for Uber X rides, according to the Wall Street Journal, which first reported the news. Uber, who shares 6% highly in early trading on Thursday, has in recent months struggled to keep up with a demand surge brought by the lifting of coronavirus curbs. The partnership will add tens of thousands of vehicles to the Uber platform in New York City and beyond. Curb said in a statement, Uber said it now has more drivers on its platform in the United States that, you know, than at any point during the slandemic and that the fuel price surge had not impacted its driver based hmm okay 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 all right all right let's see let's see what does um if I miss anything let me make sure I don't miss no topics so okay give me a second while I'll take a drink. hmm. All right. Hold on. Um, let me get back to this um, thing right here. So you won't really. I'm um, sorry. Sorry that you're going to hear some stuff in the background. I can't really control that as far as cars and stuff. So um, just bear with me, folks. I'm still here. All right. Um, I want to make sure I don't miss any. Particular topics so let's Take a look let's see What we could talk about next Um Oh Yeah Oh Yeah we're gonna talk about this Shit a stabbing In the Queen's subway station Holy shit Um now Now we're gonna go to Um now we could go To um you know a thing that i like to call chatting or the jazz right here okay so so check this out um so no hold on a second wrong story Actually, wrong story. Hold on. Yes, here we go. Here we go. Um. All right, all right. Okay, here we go. A man was stabbed with a box cutter during a squabble inside a lower Manhattan subway station early tuesday cops and police sources said the victim said to be in his 40s was arguing with with another man on a northbound four train cops said now this is crazy um when both men okay when both men got off the train at wall street around six 6 10 a.m the assailant attacked his fellow strap hanger with a box cutter on the staircase according to cops and the sources the victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries thank goodness police were still looking for the attacker later in the morning the nature of this the the nature of the dispute was unclear the incident comes comes about a week after an ex cop was slashed by an attacker who first spat at him and his wife at the same station according to police You see what I'm you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? This is why people are not comfortable taking the subways. They're not comfortable taking the subway trains because you hear stories about this all the time not just on a weekly basis but on a monthly basis like it's like when does this shit end man like you know what i'm saying when does this shit end that's the thing i'm not understanding right there though like <laughs> it's just it's just fucking ridiculous right now man it's just fucking ridiculous right now um and i hate the and i don't mean to sound like a I don't mean to sound like somebody who is a who is talking down, but I mean, you guys set the record straight on something. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, um, okay, we got um, hold on a minute here. So, okay, six. Hold on a minute here I don't think there's any more stuff that I said should... oh wait wait, wait 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 there was a uh Hold on a second man um yeah so Another story we need to actually talk about is this 13-year-old who got busted for trying to beat up a 76-year-old woman. Yeah, it's no laughing matter anymore. A 13-year-old girl was busted Wednesday for a violent um caught-on video mugging in the Bronx that left a 76-year-old woman with a f- fractured hip, cops said. Investigators identified the teen through the disturbing surveillance video, which shows her grabbing hold of the elderly's victims purse and swinging her around until she falls to the floor of a building lobby in Pelham Bay on Sunday the young suspect and one of her FEMA cohorts were captured on the footage smiling during the disturbing attack The teen and two other suspects first approached the senior as she entered the building at Roberts and Holbert Avenues, cops said. This is so fucked up right now. One of the suspects pulled her hair, police said. The footage shows the victim trying to close the door on the muggers, but to no avail. The trio ultimately made off with the woman's purse holding um a fifty dollars, a wallet, a debit card, and an insurance cards, police said. This is nuts. The victim was taken to Jake Jacoby Medical Center with a fractured hip. Cops said. The teen was charged with robbery, authorities, authorities said. Police said. Wednesday, they are still looking for the other two suspects. <sighs> My question is where, yeah, why and where were the fucking parents? Where were their parents? That's the shit that I don't understand, man. Like, where were the parents? Where were they when They didn't even know what was going on Like, come on, man Wait, this is nuts Um Yeah, this is nuts right there This is nuts, man Um I will go to Let's take a look and see Let's take a look and see What's going on here Yeah, a man stab Yeah, I already talked about that Um, okay, let's talk, um, hold on a minute here. Oh, before I talk about the 50 cent shit, man, let me just, um, let me just, um, do a little breaking news here in regards to Will Smith being banned. Okay. Um band from the Oscars. It's crazy, man. Um, oh boy. Um, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about that shit. So before I even go to the 50 Cent story, I think I'm going to actually do a little research in regards to, um, and this is just, yeah, it's just crazy, man. Um, now, for those of you who may or may not know, um, Will Smith's banned from the Oscars. Yeah, he's banned from the Oscars, man. And I'm going to give my thoughts on why he doesn't need the Oscars. All right. So here we go. Um, So with their options rather limited, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, board of governors has just decided that Will Smith will not be able to attend the Oscars for 10 years for slapping Chris Rock on stage at the 94th Academy Awards on March 27th. The board has decided for a period of 10 years from April 8th, 2022, Mr. Smith shall not be permitted to attend any Academy events or programs in person or virtually, including but not limited to the Academy Awards said. Um AMPAS President David Rubin and CEO Don Hudson of Smith's Unacceptable and Harmful Behavior in a letter to f- the full membership after a contentious 9 a.m. um Pacific time virtual meeting t- today concluded. We also hope this can begin a time of healing and restoration for all involved and impacted. They added at the end of the letter with no pun undoubtedly intended. Yeah, right. Um, I accept and respect the Academy's decision, Smith said in its subsequent statement. Soon after Ampas made their POV public. Not that there was a lot more. The Ampas board, which includes Steven Spielberg, Ava DuVernay, Laura Dern, and Whoopi Goldberg, among its current roster, could really do. Seeing um where this debacle was um likely going to end up smith made a chess move on april 1st and immediately resigned from the ampas in his preemptive move preemptive letter um the king richard best actor oscar winner proclaimed my actions at the 94th academy awards presentation were shocking painful and inexcusable the list of the those i have hurt in is long and includes chris his family many of my dear friends and loved ones all those in attendance and global audiences at home i portrayed the trust of the academy i deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work i am heartbroken i want to put the focus back on those who deserve attention for their achievements and allow the Academy to get back to the incredible work it does to support creativity and artistry in film. Okay. Um yeah, um, let me see. You know, let me t- let me just say this though, man. I want to say this. This is I'm gonna tell you why Will Smith does not need the Oscars, man. He's number one, he's been number one, he's been trying to prove to these ridiculous old vanilla ice, vanilla wafers, and dinosaur asses in the Oscars that he deserved to get one, but they but they shun him from from not getting the award for when he did concussion like come on man like this is just so fucking ridiculous I me mean, 10 years 10 years is a fucking long ass time by the time he by the time 10 years is up he's going to be like what 67 he's going to be fucking 67 and to make it even more crazy and to make it even more crazy to even think that you know I to make to make it even more crazy is that he he's supposed to be working on um a bad boy for possibility and um some other some other projects and stuff like that but um i'll talk about that in the next episode and shit like that so i'm not gonna have time to do it here so um i'm actually going to actually you know get into the whole 50 cent thing and i'm probably going to um let me get into what billy bush said too man i want to get into um what he said too. Um, hold on. Hang on a second. Billy Bush defends. Um, Will Smith. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's get into. Yeah, let's get into first before I even go into Billy Bush, let's get into what 50 Cent has to say about this. So this goes like this, though, according to hip hop lately. 50 Cent got his punish. No, excuse me, Will Smith got his punishment from the Academy. The the Oscar winner has been banned from the Academy Awards for 10 years for slapping Chris Rock shortly before being presented with his first Oscar. The board has decided for a period of of 10 years from April 8th, 2022, Mr. Smith shall not be permitted to attend any Academy events or um, programs in person or virtually, including but not limited to the Academy Awards. Academy President David Rubin and CEO Don Hudson said in a statement on Friday, "And, and this is what 50 says on Twitter. God damn, they're doing, they're doing well Dirty. This is too harsh, so he can't come back till he's 63? More like, he can't, more like, six. more like fucking, um, more like 67. Shit. And the lawsuit ain't even hit yet. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And speaking of crazy, I want to get to what Billy bit what billy bush said and he has some valid points too that i actually want to get into um so this is according to yahoo um so um billy bush has continued to defend will smith after the the king richard star slap host chris rock on stage at the oscars last month on Wednesday, he told TMZ that it would be crazy, crazy and ridiculous for Hollywood to cast out the box office titan over the shocking event that followed Rock's joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, who has who has alopecia, which is the most serious disease about um, hair loss and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, one moment does not define your life. Even one as bad as that, Bush said. Let me tell you, what I wrote is we are all wired for some weird, crazy stuff. We're wired. 99% of the time, we we don't do it. The better us comes out, but we're wired for it. And occasionally something happens. He snapped. I can't believe it. Bush faced backlash in October 2016 after the Washington Post published video of an unaired 2005 conversation between Donald Trump uh, and then the, the host of Celebrity Apprentice and Bush, who was the host of Access Hollywood, is now the host of Extra on Fox 5 and a contributor at Today. The clip showed Bush laughing and encouraging Trump as the future president, said he might start kissing the woman, they were about to meet Trump claimed he could do anything to women in general because he was a star grabbing by the pussy Trump infamously said you can do anything Bush was suspended from his jobs at first and part of ways with the network altogether less and two weeks later he's now the host of extra with Billy Bush Um. He shared with TMZ his advice for Smith, who's since apologized and resigned from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the board of which is scheduled to meet April eighth to determine uh, whether he will face further consequences. Will make make something great of yourself, Bush said. There's a great book called "The Obstacle Is the Way." Use this. Um. somehow. He will. He's Will Smith. Everything he's done up to this point can't be worth nothing. He's been a great guy. He's been a great role model. He's made good movies. He's been a good person. I support Will. <sighs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that's po- Okay, so Bush said he doesn't want Smith to be ostracized by others. You don't think that guy's hurting enough? He's hurting, Bush said. So I just don't want to see anyone unnecessarily pile on the guy. Leave him alone. The ho- the TV host said he reached out to a publicist for Smith so that he could send the star a book called The Daily Stoic, which is subtitled 365. Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living. It's about what was true 2,000 years ago is true today, Bush said. We're all wired a certain way. Some things happen. How do we respond? You can't control events. You, You can only control how you react to them. Bush also defended Smith on Sunday when he posted a statement calling for forgiveness. That, I will agree. I agree with Bully Bush. Another thing I want to add to, to this is this. It, it's basically what I previously said um before. It's like this whole cancel culture shit, as I talked about in, you know, episode 15 and how it's actually, you know, gone too far. It's all all about trying to ostracize people when they pass mistakes and shit. And to be honest with you, you know, nobody's nobody's born fucking perfect. Everybody has imperfections and everybody is like everybody has different situations that they react to. Like I called it the chain, the chain reaction because, you know, he snapped. He couldn't take it anymore. You know what I'm saying? This whole feud started with this whole feud started with, with when Chris Rock said some bad shit about Jada, who basically was like boycotting the Oscars when the Oscars so white was going on, and and to be honest, to be honest, to be honest, like you know, ten years is a fucking long time, and. To condemn the guy over a mistake that he did it doesn't make doesn't make you doesn't make anybody any better. And I hate this and I hate this and I hate to say this though. And I know some people are gonna be having some crazy bullshit shit to say to me and all the other stuff. But at the same time, I don't think he went, I don't think he over look, the man was defending his woman with the whole with the whole fucking gi jane shit in terms of the reference towards jada Pickett-Smith who basically cut all her hair up because she has alopecia like come on man are you fucking kidding me like this is just this is just this is just so fucking crazy right now It's so fucking sad to me cuz you know what i'm saying but you know something will smith doesn't need the fucking oscars he got the BET awards and he got the fucking um NAACP awards. Fuck the Oscars, man. And you you know the rest, man. And I, and I don't know, man. This is just crazy. And I just you know you know hopefully hopefully Will Smith will be able to turn the page on this, so that way you know. You know, people won't be condemning him and all the other stuff and ostracizing him, which sounds like blackballing to me. It sounds like blackballing to me. But I think the moral of the story is this, though. Like I said before, you have to differentiate the difference between funny jokes versus bad jokes. And as I said before, just because you're a fucking comedian does not mean you get a free pass to get away with insensitive, insensitive things to say about a person. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's medical conditions, whether it's disability, whatever it is, though. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just baffling to me. You know what I'm saying? It's just so fucking baffling to me. And, and yeah. And yeah, man. And maybe if Chris Rock didn't make that bad joke about um about the GI Jane shit to Jada Pickett Smith and all that, he wouldn't got slapped. He wouldn't he he wouldn't gotten slapped anyway. So therefore, hold on, man. I need to. I want to do this though, man, because. Chris Rock is going down the tubes, man. I'm sorry, man, but this is just this is just fucking ridiculous. He's going down the tubes. Um let me just uh let me just do this flush right now, man. And I want to actually do a little blender real quick though, man. Alright. Um okay. Okay. Um let's see. Let's see what we're talking about here. Oh, congratulations to Nas. Let's talk about this story. Let's talk about this story right here. Hold on. Hold on a minute here. Let's talk about that. Um, okay. So, Nas gets his flowers after career-spanning 2022 Grammy Awards performance. Nas returned to the Grammy stage on Sunday night, April third, almost exactly a year after winning his first Grammy Award for 2020's "King's Disease." Inside the MGM Gar- Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, his legendary career deserved. Deservedly best in the spotlight. In the spotlight, looking dapper in a double breasted, <laughs> double breasted suit, <laughs> double breasted. Oh, shit double breasted suit. The Queen's British rap icon marked his first solo Grammys performance by delivering a, a medley of career spanning classics to, with. Help from a live band, which counted jazz pianist Robert Glasper among its ranks. After being introduced as your favorite rappers, favorite rapper f- by Grammys host Trevor Noah, Nas opened with "I Can" before diving into Major Look and One Mike. Mmm. As a photo of an illmatic. Error, Nasser Jones, filled the giant screen behind him. The 48-year-old MC capped off his victory lap with an empathetic rendition of rare taken from last year's King's Disease 2. While the recording academy has historically snubbed his work, Nas performance refused to be overlooked as it drew a standing ovation from inside the venue with the likes of Jack Harlow, Lil Nas X, and J Bal- Balvin applauding on their feet. In addition to Grayson the Mike, Nas was also nominated for two awards at the 2022 Grammys with King's Disease 2 up for Best Rap Album and his Bath Salts. <laughs> Bath salts Oh shit Um, Collaboration with the late great DMX and Jay-Z In contention for Best Rap Song Ultimately Esco lost out in both categories As Tyler, the creators Call Me If You Get Lost Won the Best Rap Album While Kanye West and Jay-Z's Jail walked the Away with best rap song! Oh my gosh! Boo! That's crazy, man. (laughs) That's really crazy, right there, man. That's crazy. But after um reminding the millions of viewers who turned into Sunday's Grammys um broadcast of his review revert lyricism, refine stage presence, and still flourishing catalog, it would be untrue to say Nas went home empty-handed. Man. Damn, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's really crazy right there, man. But you know what, though, man? Congratulations to Nas getting his flowers as he as he's alive today and also make sure you actually check out his his show the bridge 50 years of hip-hop podcast on spotify go check that out and congrats to the legendary lyricist mc nas go check out his podcast yeah um let's see what are the stories can we talk about here okay let's talk Cypress hill let's talk Cypress hill for a sec um <clears throat> let's talk Cypress Hill um okay Cypress hill insane in the in the Brain review a wild tour of trips, tracks, and trailblazers. So let's see. Let me make sure I turn this up. Okay. If there's one defining clip from Showtime Cypress Hill and standing in the Brain, the new documentary about the pioneering hip hop group, it's the site of a 30 foot inflatable stage Buddha emerging from the bong smoke like the beast from the fog in the Hound of Baskervilles or um, the landing of the mothership of Spielberg's Close Encounters. It's excessive and ridiculous and eerily Spinal (laughs) Tapish, but it captures all the bravado and hijinks and give it a go attitude of a group trying to make sense of the landscape they've invented cypress hill were a group of first first hip-hop group to headline reading festival first group to successfully transition from hip-hop to rock first hip-hop group to get a star on the hollywood walk of fame on on this commercial point director um, estevan oreo's warwind portrait is dead on the catch however is is that it frequently loses sight of the individuals um the first person we meet is oreo uh not to be confused with oreo cookies folks (laughs) (laughs) oh man an avid photographer and lover of hip-hop um oreo um, recorded the rise of many East and West Coast superstars, including House of Pain, Beastie, Boy, Beastie Boys, No Doubt, and the Fugees. He also worked as tour manager for Cypress Hill in the early 90s, and in that time, he picked up more than a few knickknacks. His office has gr- uh, gratified grat. Gr- gr- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, gra- graphitized walls and cassettes, stacks of DVDs, and 30, 38 sticker-covered file cabinets chock-full of tour diaries, um, laminate passes, and other Cypress Hill memo- memorabilia. It's the pretty. It's pretty overwhelming to look at, and there's a fear that it's all about to get dumped on us. Mercifully, Oreo introduces us to the world he's been immersed in for over 30 years, tour by tour and city by city. He splices never-before-seen, <laughs> constant footage from every continent with behind-the-scenes snaps. Sound bites from music journalists Rigo Morales and Sheena Lester, 90s news bulletins, and of course present-day interviews with the members of Cypress Hill, vocalist Louis Freeze, which is uh B Real, and unseen S- Reyes Sendog, mixer and producer Lawrence Um Margarod DJ Muggs, and percussionist Eric Bobo Korea. <laughs> Oh, percussionist! <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold on, hold hold Let's look up the word percussionist for a second before I continue this story right here. Hold on, I want to fill you guys in with what a per- what a percussionist is. Hold on a second. <laughs> percussionist definition let's take a look here now for those of you who may not know what a percussionist is i am going to fill you in on this shit right now so a percussionist is a player of a percussion instrument especially in an orchestra um the six percussionists back in the orchestra lift their um cymbals high in the air Let's see. Okay, one skilled in the playing of percussion instruments. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so that's what it is right there. That's what it is right there. So here we go. Um now we're gonna we're gonna continue where we left off here in the cypress hill story so let's go back to the cypress hill story um okay uh let's go th- hold on yeah um so the percussionist let's see let's see let's see let's see yeah uh okay percussionist where did i see that oh yeah yeah there you go there you go um, the result is ostin- ost- ostensibly ostensibly chronological, but you feel as though their wild rise to fame would make just as much sense scrambled up. Before the crowd surfing and glow trotting and sun eclipsing um totemic booters, we learned what each member was like at the start um, Sendog, a street kid whose family moved from Cuba to California, helped turn his neighborhood Cypress Avenue, which gave the group its name, into a party block of weed smokers and music lovers. And that, um, Millie Lou. He met Cuban and Mexican D Centered Be Real. And then a little later, Turntable Hot Shot DJ Muggs, a native of Queens, New York, which I didn't even know about. Um, The trio bonded over Black Sabbath, Pink Floyd. <laughs> Pink Floyd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo. And Led Zeppelin. <laughs> records in in la dominated by gang culture it was around this time and in this la too that a new sound was developing in the streets and backyard gigs and on um radio stations like um k-day a sound grittier and punchier punchier than anything that had come before it there on the cup's of the 90s and the birth of a new genre we see how cypress hill put together the early demo tapes and experimental tracks including an early version of real estate which we get a snippet of in the documentary that would soon morph into the thumping ganja rap records that took the world by storm for cypress super fans all the error details are here from the side, from the group's meetings with Roughhouse Records producers Chris Schwartz and Joe the Butcher Nicolo <laughs> um to their acquisition of Bobo from Beastie Boys um to their audience um broadening shooting them up feature in the movie Juice in '92. What's f- Frequently missing, though, are the emotional details. Sandor mentions the grind of the early days, the lack of attention, and the going hungry, but that's it. There's no elaboration, um, and there's no mention of what it meant for their families or indeed themselves when things started to take off. As Bill... Um, Stephanie, um, former president of Def Jam Recordings and signer of Public Enemy, told Mugs every hip-hop group at the time needed a concept. Of course, as Ice-T puts it, when you you went to see the Fat Boys, you saw some fat boys. (laughs) Up-and-coming artists had to stand out far more than they do now hence the diversity in looks and rapping styles between Ella Cool J and Slick Rick, or between Public Enemy and Run DMC. It's maybe not surprising then that Oreo mainly chronicles the formation and evolution of Cypress Hill's image. Uh, We swept New York hardcore with LA swag rather than how the members themselves changed as men or artists, for example, we get a brief a brief insight into how Cheech and Chung influenced <laughs> influenced the group's love for the for and advocacy of marijuana, but B-real's personal endeavors into the cannabis dispensary dispensary business under the name of his alter ego Doctor Green Thumb are glossed over. All we see are shots of B-real standing among what looks like an aircraft hangar. Um, worth of cannabis, of course. Um, the same short-changing happens for two of the band's most significant reshufflings. Sendong's hiatus from the group in 1995 and the group's forays into new mental at the turn of the century. Both segments are stocked with how the hell is, is their recording of this type of footage but the personal stories are blindsided in the rush what is documented is here is the group as a phenomenon the re- remodeling of their various personae. cypress hill and scene in the brain is a treasure trove of unseen footage unheard mixes and untold tour shenanigans and just like the video profiles in his 2020 netflix.la originals oreo somehow manages to piece together the chaotic origin story of a hip-hop sensation who had no history to lead them although some of the emotional and familial nuances are omitted here as is any attempt to recontextualize the group and its legacy in hip-hop today. Um, the movie has a bounce and a buzz the entire time, as though the freak, the f- frenetic surplus energy of the 90s have finally found a place to go. OK. All right. Um, so our next story, next story is um, OK. Next story is Gunner. We're gonna get into Sonic afterwards too. Um. Okay, let's get into Gunner. Um. Okay. So let's see. Gunner touches on Oakland pushing pushing peace, slang controversy, shares why artists shouldn't have fuck label fuck labels mentality. Okay, so <clears throat> okay, so um so Gunner has doubled down on he has doubled down on his claim that pushing P is universal. Hang on a sec. Yeah <clears throat> The latest episode of Uninterrupted the Shop Um, The YSL rapper provided a quick definition of the phrase, which was also the title of his um, future assisted track that dropped back in January. Gunner reminded the host and his fellow guests that P simply meant player mentality and that it was a phrase he frequently heard while growing up in Georgia. Um, Business. Mogul Steve Stolt then brought up the controversy surrounding Pushing P and the allegations Gunnar has stole the slang from the Bay Area. Gunnar was seemingly unbothered by backlash, suggestion. The claims only proved that Pushing P was universal. Come to find out, they just come from player shit, too. He said about his accusers, that's all that means. That's what I took from it. Like, bro. Everybody been been player, your uncles, your aunties, they was players. During a January interview with Complex, gonna acknowledged he didn't create Pushing P," but his track helped introduce the phrase to more people. the The world is just now catching on because of the song, but Atlanta and L.A. um people who know me. Know, he said, that's why it hit hard too because i really been kicking pee outside of music so when when i bring it to music it's like yeah that's really him he ain't lying elsewhere in the episode guest rick ross spoke about his decision to go independent and emphasized the importance of an artist owning his or her masters the conversation then turned to the evolving role of labels and how they are often seen as bad actors, gonna push back on the fuck labels mentality and urge asp- aspiring rappers to look at the labels as business partners. Like, you shouldn't say fuck the label because they they taking the chance on you, he explained. It's up to you to really make this money back and go make more money. And for all the young artists who are coming up, I want to tell them, man, don't look at it like it's a bad deal. You are not getting what you want in the beginning. It can't always get better. Marketing executive Paul Rivera then turned his direction to Rick Ross, who he prays for always staying true to himself and refusing to chase fads and vibes. Um, where's that come from, Rivera asked. It may come from the, the, the fact of dealing with being unaccepted so many years before I got on Raw said. I was ghostwriting and writing and collaborating with others, and I refused to make what was working for them for myself. That wasn't for me. It took me much longer to get on, but the reward was much greater. Um, Raw said went on to recall his contribution to Devil in the New Dress. He said he had written a verse immediately after he heard the beat, but Kanye West wasn't impressed and told him he need he needed to go harder. I went back in immediately um, right then, Ross said, and wrote that verse we heard. He most definitely going to challenge you. You can watch the full episode of The Shop via YouTube above. And other Gunna news, um, I need to really get to um, um, how the song made history. So let's get to that. Um, okay, okay. So Gunna featuring Young Thug make 2022 history with "Pushin' Peace" single, despite backlash from rappers such as um Sauce Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Sauce Walker, what kind of name is that, man? Freddy and Freddy gears about the origin of the term. It appears Gunner, Young Thug, and Futures efforts to popular popularize um the pushing P-lingo from their popular single has paid off. On Tuesday. On um, March 15th, the trio of Atlanta bred lyricists, um, um, became the first artist of 2022 to earn a gold certification from the RIAA for their efforts on their Pushing P collaboration, which appeared on Gunner's DS Forever album back in January. Um. The gold plaque for pushing peace serves as yet another accolade for Gunner's on um, DS Forever album which um debuted at number 1 on the Billboard 200 albums chart after a brutal sales battle with The Weeknd's DM uh, no excuse me Weeknd's Dawn FM project Gunner's DS Forever is his highest um charting Offering from his signature drip season mixtape series as the previous iteration, drip season three debuted and peaked at number 55 in 2018. It's also his highest selling release and posted a major increase in first week sales with 150,300 equivalent album units, excuse me, earned compared to his collaborative drip harder album with Little Baby and which also sold 130,000 units in 2018. Last month news broke that the album itself sold also sold over 500,000 units which makes it eligible for its own certification as well. So there you go right there man. Um <clears throat> okay, let's see. Let's see if I miss any um if I miss anything. Um if I miss any topics, hold on a second, folks. Um give me give me a second. Um okay, let's take a look. Um let's take a look and see what else I, I didn't talk about. Um okay, we're gonna talk. We're going to talk, um, actually, actually, there's another thing I want to talk about. And this is involving a new TV show. Obviously, um, because TMZ has, you know, not one, but, but like what, um, like three, three podcast shows right now. Um, um. We're gonna take a look at this right now, actually. And I actually want to wanna to get a look at this shit though, man. This is very interesting. Um hold on a second. Yeah, we're gonna take a look at this shit. Um anyway. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. So this is according to hip hop dx website. Um, so TMZ announces TMZ hip hop show focusing on hip hop's biggest pop culture moments. Um, so this was this was um put out two days ago. Um, hip-hop rap is the biggest genre in the world, generating billions of dollars every year. So it was Only a matter of time before leading gossip news site TMZ launched its own show dedicated to the culture. On Thursday, April 7th, the Harvey Levin-led publication announced a new show called TMZ Hip-Hop, which will dissect some of rap's biggest stories using a panel of five co-hosts. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's make some noise for this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty dope, man. Yes, that's pretty dope. So the Daily Show, um, hosted by Amber Diamond, DJ Head, Cynthia, um, Luciette, Rodney Rika, Antonio Skits, which debuts on Monday, April eleventh, coming, coming up. And we'll run for four weeks. TMZ hip-hop is long overdue. And yet, right on time, we're on the heels of what I'd argue is one of hip-hop's biggest pop culture moments. DJ, no, excuse me, Dr. Dre's incredible Super Bowl halftime show, which reminded the world how much this genre is beloved. Executive producer Charles Armstrong. Lot badir said in the statement in quote the fact is it's been that way for 30 almost 40 years so it's beyond time for a show all about their personalities who's who've made hip hop a worldwide phenomenon and i have to say this group loves talking about it they have a lot of fun TMZ hip hop joins TMZ and TMZ live which air on fox own stations and some affiliates across the country fox acquired tmz from warner media in a 50 million dollar deal in last last september tmz hip-hop is coming to fox owned stations in 10 market major markets new york obviously los angeles chicago philadelphia dallas houston washington D.C., Seattle, Phoenix, and Minneapolis. It's produced by Team Z Studios, while Lottie, um, Lottie Bodier is the executive producer and former Hip Hop DX editor-in-chief. Trent Clark and Jess um, Fusco serve as co-executive co-ex- producers. Yes, and there's a trailer for this on YouTube. You can go to the Fox YouTube channel page and and there's going to be your preview of TMZ hip hop. I will be watching it, man. And let's make some noise again, man. Yeah. As a hip hop head, myself. I've been looking for shows like this, man, and this is why I actually like talking about hip hop on here, and of course my um my review show, of course. So that that helps me that helps me build up on some more topics too. So yeah, so there you have it, right there, man. Monday, April eleventh on I don't know what time on Fox, but I know on my nine is going to be at eleven p.m. Um, I would have to look into that. I would have to look into um, what's going on with the time on Fox. I'm not too sure. So, so of course, my nine, obviously, Monday at 11 p.m. So don't miss a beat. I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to check it out, man. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to make some noise one more time, man. I can't help it. All right. Yeah, long time overdue is right though, man. Long time overdue is right. Now let's see, let's see what other, what other, um, what other um things I need to talk about here. Let me make sure I don't miss anything. Oh listen. You guys are looking for something to do in New York. Before I even get to the mo- before I even get to the movie part, let's go over um, some stuff you could do. Um you're looking for something fun to do. Um I ain't going to actually talk about um let's see. There's there's um hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on hold on hold on hold on wait a minute wait 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 wait, wait. just a sec just a second here cuz i remember seeing um i remember seeing luna park yeah luna park is one of the topics i was going to actually discuss too so i'm actually going to get into it so, just give me a second. Um, Just give me a second. Okay. So, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, you looking for something fun to do? I got you, man. So, it's only, this is according to the New York Post right here. It's only April, but it already feels like summer in Cornell Island. The Fables Amusement um, District kicked off its 2022 season Saturday as intrepid patrons screamed their lungs out, rolled the world-famous Cyclone Roller Coaster, and spun like like tops on other rides throughout Luna Park. They were joined by um, Carney barkers on stilts and the other freaks and geeks that make Coney Island famous. The annual egg cream christening of the Cyclone was also held, marking the land, landmark coaster's 95th birthday. Um some of the parks proceeds Saturday will be donated to local charities. Um Okay, interesting. Yes, 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 yes. That's re- that's really fun right there. Um Let's see. It's also another place. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, there's also another place called um um small Okay, so if you don't know what that is, smore small Gasberg is the largest weekly opening air food market in America attracting thousands of people to Brooklyn, Manhattan, Jersey City, Los Angeles, and Miami each weekend to eat from dozens of local vendors. So that's what this is about. Um, so <clears throat> here's what this is. Yeah, so S- Small Gasberg is the largest weekly opening open-air food market in America attracting thousands of people to Brooklyn, Manhattan, Jersey City, and Los Angeles each weekend to eat from dozens of local vendors. It launched May 21st, 2011 as a spinoff of Brooklyn Fee, founded in 2008, and has since launched dozens of small businesses and attracted millions of visitors. The New York Times dubbed Small Gasberg, the Woodstock of Eating. Small Gasberg expanded in June 2016 with a Sunday market for 70 vendors in downtown Los Angeles that attracts 10,000 people weekly. In 2019, a Friday market at the Oculus at the World Trade Center opened. Followed in May 2021 with a weekly Saturday market in Jersey City as well as a small gas bar beer garden on the Jersey City waterfront. In March 2022, Small Gasburg, Miami opened in the Mid Wynnwood Walls District, attracting 10,000 people on Saturdays. Small also operates pop ups in Osaka, Japan, and Sao Paulo, um, Brazil. All right, so okay, so a couple um so a couple of places, no, actually a couple um areas for those of you that's living in New York. Let me just um get you the uh okay so Williamsburg so this so, this is Williamsburg at the – no, hold on. So, right now um, in Brooklyn is Prospect Park, Breeze Hill. Um, Of course, answer at Lincoln. Hold on a second. Let's get to – hold on a second, man. So, for you to get there. I don't know how you're going to get there, but hang on a second. Yeah, I'm not sure how you're gonna get there, but I know for for you guys driving right now. Let me just um let me just basically find out where what the location is for you for you guys that's looking to go there. I wanna actually make sure that I get the right address on there. So that way you guys won't really miss a beat. So okay so breeze hill prospect park brooklyn new york one one two two five of course located in prospect park brooklyn and of course it opens 11 a.m hold on a second so so it opens on sunday 11 a.m 6 p.m which is crazy actually but um i do recall i do recall that uh i don't know what's going on with that one right there but in other words yeah so there you go right there so this one's gonna open in june so i'm actually gonna look up the the uh right here so let's get a look um exactly um where in june okay so so the one that's opening in June is going to be located at 90 Kent Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11211. Located in Marsha P. Johnson State Park. And of course, of course, on Saturday it opens 11 6. The rest of the days is closed. Um now we're gonna go to I wanna go to the uh all right, let me um go to where the uh, okay for those of you that's living in New Jersey. Um, I got you. Okay, so so this one right here, I believe I don't know when that's gonna open. So it's basically okay. So this is, um, Harborside P.I. I'm not sure if it's a, yeah, yeah, P.I. So this is in Jersey City, New Jersey 07302. Uh, For those of you that's living in New Jersey and would like to check out the, uh, like to check out, um, what is it? Like to check out the, uh, the, the, the event of, um, the event of, um, S'more Gatsburg in New Jersey. Um, I would suggest you look up the address and, and yeah. And for those of you, hold on a second, S'more Gatsburg WTC. Hold on a second here. Um this is very interesting here because so Small Gasburg is also in Manhattan as well. So Small Gasberg WTC 185 Greenwich Street, New York, New York, 10006. First floor, Westfield World Trade Center. Um, it opens at 11 a.m. on Friday, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay, let's see. Um, let's see what else I could actually talk about here. Oh, the best part about this is the foods. You gotta talk about the foods, man. Okay, we got two girls cook shop wait what hold on two gross cook shop so you got two gross cook shop um angry archie's (laughs) angry archie's oh wow and you have the atm vegan deli (laughs) <laughs> Yo oh my gosh. Oh man, this is the funniest one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um so we got the uh what is it? How you pronounce this? Bale Nanas. <laughs> <Don't... laughs> oh shit. Bale Tea House, you got bang cookies. (laughs) Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bang cookies. All right, so this Bark Barbecue, um. Obviously, and there's Berg's pastrami. There's Big Moss. Um, there's Buria Less. Black Rican Vegan, Wait, hold on. Black Rican Vegan. Um, yeah. And there's Blake and Kylie Creole Kitchen. Blake and Ky- Kylie's Creole Kitchen. Then there's Bona Bona, there's Burger Supreme Burger. Um, I might talk about that in the food Point episode, so don't worry about that. Um, cake jars, Carlitos barbecue, uh, taqueria, yes, taqueria, sea bale, clutch motto. Um, the Abruzzo, Destination Dumplings, <laughs> yo, yo, that shit is so interesting right here. <laughs> oh, man, duck season, <laughs> opposite of rabbit season, folks. <laughs> yo, um, um. Delana, um, Sweet Treats, um, um, Feta Roths, um, Frube, <laughs> um, Fomo Momo, Home Fright, um, Jakarta Munch, um, Ju- Julian, um, <laughs> What? Boulangerie. Oh wow. <laughs> um, needs some love. Last call mixology. Um, Lapitas. <laughs> oh shit, Lapitas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. So, so we got Mama's cupboard. Um. Males. Biles. Um, Armenia Gyro, you got um monks meats, Nada's NYC, Nonsense NYC Noodle Lane, <laughs> um Akonami, <laughs> okay dog, <laughs> Arnellis um trattoria, Oyster Party, <laughs> um Pellin. Palin Q, paper plate. Um, we have okay. There's um, Paranta Alley Parish Po' Boys, <laughs> um, Patisco Brazuca, Red Hook Lost the Pound, <laughs> Rooster Boy NYC, Rosie's Empanadas, which I still never had before. Smash NYC. <laughs> I know it has to be a Smash Burger right now. <laughs> Oh, shit, hold up. <laughs> Whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Um there's smoke smoking smoking of meats. Um so so rap NYC Sunday, there's sweet reunion, Tybird, the boys, co. The good batch, the Pinchel truck <laughs> uh the little Sicilian <laughs> um the Sister Yard <laughs> Um Tojo's Kitchen Um Trade Winds the Second Um Um Vacu Vacuro Um Elotes Vermont Maple Lemonade Um v- Vil um kosina wagwan soldier making uh, <laughs> so <Jamaican. laughs> uh wood fired edibles and and of course last but not least yakitori tatsu okay you want to learn all about these food tasty menus and stuff all you need to do is go to the website right here um, www.smorgasberg.com and for upcoming events and all the other stuff and of course um, they're going to be open every weekend f- from Friday through Sundays so that means Friday, Saturday and Sunday is going to be open on every weekend so there you go right there um, there you go right there. So, every weekend. And you can also f- follow them on um, Instagram, Gasberg. I know I will as soon as I get off this air. All right? So, there you go right there. Um, let's take a look to see how much we got left to talk about. Oh, we need to talk about the Sight the Hedgehog 2 sequel. Okay. Okay, we we'll are talk about that. Hold on a second. Let's talk about that. We need to talk about that. Really, real talk. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. We really do. All right. Time for a little segment that I like to call the movie Man Cave Popcorn segment. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody's hungry, so we're gonna actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! So, this is gonna be interesting. So, let's, yeah, um, okay, so yeah, we need to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog that just reached the box office um we're gonna talk about that um okay we need to talk about that um just a sec yeah we need to talk about that so so obviously if you didn't know sonic the hedgehog 2 just came out um, and I'm going to actually um, talk about talk about it. Actually, see if it reached number one. Let's see number one. And let's see if it reached number one in the box office. Let's take a look at an article. So. Mm. All right, okay, so Sonic 2 the Hedgehog ran away with the domestic box office Friday night. The video game inspired flick grossed 26.5 million dollars on its opening night, according to IMDb's box office mojo database. Ambulance. Who the hell asked for for ambulance? And I didn't even know Wale was in the damn movie. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Wale in the ambulance rated R movie. Wow. So, ambulance, the rated R movie of Michael Bay, through starring Jake Gyllenhaal, came next, grossing. 3.2 million dollars on its premiere. Um, Morbius, the latest movie based on a Marvel Comics character, followed with 2.9 million dollars Friday and 49.8 million dollars cumulatively. I know Deadline has, a, I know Variety and Deadline had a story on that one, so. Uh, let's get into let's get into more of the story actually so obviously all right did you did you hear that Disney CEO Bob Chapek, um <laughs> families turned spider man no way home into a third well wait I don't know about all that though um it well let's see. Uh, families turns Spider-Man No Way Home into the third highest grossing movie of all time with $803 million and they kept seeing in the top 10 for 14 of the of the picks 15 weekends for a $162 million stateside total. And further underscoring that family audiences haven't lost their appetite for movie going during the The pandemic, a.k.a. slandemic, is Paramount Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which clocked a twenty six point five million dollars since Friday, including six point twenty five million dollars of previews for what looks like to be at this moment as a sixty seven million to sixty nine million dollar opening at four thousand two hundred and thirty four theaters. How about that? That's that's higher than the fifty-eight million three-day fo- of the first movie. That's the fifth slam dunk number one opening by Paramount during the Slandemic after a quiet place, Part Two, Scream, Jackass Forever, and Lost City. There's a great optimism out there among sources that Sonic Two will go higher once um, matinees take effect. Um. Yeah, this is yeah let's make some noise for Sonic 2 the Hedgehog for all you video gamers out there who have the who have um who used who had um the Sega Genesis the uh this, this the Sega Dreamcast the uh the Sega Saturns and and all these other um game systems and stuff like that let's make some noise for for all the gaming fans that went to see um Sonic 2 the Hedgehog. And it's number one in the box office. That's exactly what I like to hear, man. I know I haven't seen the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but I can't wait for Sonic 2 the Hedgehog to be on DVDs and all the other stuff in a couple of months. So, yeah, that's 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 a lot of fun, man. And that's the reason why... Look, that's the... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And that's the reason why the first movie, signed the Hedgehog, did great. Because of the fan base. Because of how good the storyline is and how it correlates and reimagined from the video game days. That's why it's so good. And that's why people went to see it. So, I like it. I'm going to make some noise again. All right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going here. Okay. What was destined to be broken according to pre-weekend um, tracking is universal Endeavor Contents Michael Bay Action Film Ambulance, <laughs> which like I said before, I did not know Wale was in this movie, man. <laughs> I did not know that. That's crazy. Um, which is slightly higher than the 2.8 million dollars Friday we saw yesterday, and now 3.2 million, which means an 8.1. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but damn, man. $8.1 million opening at 3,412 theaters in fourth place. And the movie has all the IMAX screens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, that's crazy right there. Now, before we blame this person, that person and Bay ambulance serves as a reality check as moviegoers roars back essentially moviegoers have become more discerning during the pandemic and they are particularly choosy about the types of movies they'll see a marvel dc or sonic the hedgehog pick is worth the price especially if you are going to to the movies two to three times a year but if it looks like an action film they've seen on a netflix queue um they are not going to go out of their way to see it ambulance obviously is on a 17 day window and given that well older dudes will wait to see this at home all of this despite the movie notching the best reviews of base career jake gyllenhaal doing quite well in the role of and Universal's marketing materials testing well. Times have changed, and a brilliant movie such as the 1994 Speed—that's what this movie reminds me of. Speed with Keanu Reeves, by the way, would have a hard time in today's movie-going economy. Furthermore, when it comes to action films in today's cinemas it's the superhero picks that have it all everything else is b-rated <laughs> what b-rated <laughs> they stolen the air from away from something as standard as ance <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Which came together in um November twenty twenty. Oh man, <laughs> B rated. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yo. Okay, so <laughs> um. So meanwhile, a movie like The Lost City, a combo of romantic comedy and adventure, that's a different. Um, genre we don't see all the time. It's not a bent overabundant and because it had the right star package open to thirty point four million dollars. It appeals straight to women, and there haven't been that many female demo movies during the past two years. The in weekend three at 3,797 theaters. The Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum movie is seeing $2.5 million on Friday. Um, Negative 42% from a week ago for a three day of $9.3 million in third place. Negative 37% for a running total of $68.9 million on a high end by Sunday. Um, the most recent um Marvel Comics movie, Morbius, by Sony, booked that four thousand two hundred sixty-eight theaters is out of blood in week two, with ten million dollars in second place. Out of blood? Out of blood? Are you? You're a vampire. How can you be out of blood? Wow, wow. I'm sorry for laughing this hard, though, man, folks, but you really have to understand how hilarious this is to me, though. Like, like, how can a vampire be out of blood, man? You didn't say that with Dracula. You didn't say that with fucking vampires in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ooh! wow that's funny man all right so negative 74 percent on the high end for a running total of 56.8 million dollars the movie crossed 100 100 million global on thursday and its current global um q q may is 102.7 million dollars before the weekend and of course warner brothers the batman and weekend six is seeing six million to six point three million dollars negative 43 percent for a running total of 358.8 million dollars in fifth at 3254 locations sixth place right now is going to a24 is everything everywhere all at once with a great 5.9 million dollars third weekend of 1250 theaters and an expected running total by sunday of 8.5 million dollars um okay the daniels movie made 2.1 million friday um yes so Friday in the a.m. Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog 2 grows 6.25 in previews from Wednesday fan screenings and Thursday showtimes that started at 3 p.m. The film is expected to make north of $50 million this weekend. Um, Yes. Universal Endeavor Content Ambulance is not looking great with 700K in previews at 2,800 theaters that started at 7 p.m. Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog 2's Thursday was 5 million or 66% higher than the original 2020 movie's $3 million um, Thursday previews, which started at 5 p.m. That movie saw a $20.9 million opening day, of which previews accounted for only 14%, and a $58 million three-day and $70 million four-day weekend before finalizing, finally, excuse me, at $148.9 million. The movie's legs were indeed impacted by impacted then by the onset of the slandemic and exhibition closing nationwide. Yeah. Um, in regards to ambulance, <laughs> which I didn't know while I was in the movie, the good news is that it's double the preview numbers of Universal's previous action, um, the, the 355, which was so whack, which did 350K at uh, um, 2,300 theaters that began at 7 p.m. on its Thursday. The irony here with Ambulance is that it's the best-reviewed movie of the and Michael Bay's career tied with The Rock, which also was 68% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. But the movie isn't going to make it to double digits in its opening. Oh, my gosh. I got something for that. Hold on a second, man. Are you saying that Ambulance is going to crash and burn? <laughs> Yo It is probably gonna crash and burn man There's no way ambulance is going To top Sonic the Hedgehog too. I'm sorry that's never gonna happen <laughs> I know their ass is so Butthurt right now though Right now <laughs> Yeah Yo, oh my gosh, um, man, man, hold on, hold up, this is just, wow, (laughs) oh my gosh, yeah, anyway, um, where was I, yeah, so, yeah, the logical question is, why wasn't this sent to Peacock day and date? I understand that Universal wanted to be in the Bay business and made a negative pickup here from Endeavor Content, which financed the pick, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaha Abdul Martin II, um, and Isaac Gonzalez for an estimated $40 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably going to be a I don't know, man. It's probably a dud too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um so So the only bragging rights for Universal is that ambulance was cheap. After the pig's disastrous $20 million foreign box office uh, result in 59 territories, Uni already is dealing with the reality that this vehicle is broken. In other words, it did the crash and burn. So (laughs) So I got to do this one more time, man, so you guys can really get my point. Keep going with this shit, man. Before I be on the air for too long. Okay, so among regular movies in release, Sony Sony's Morbius did 1.3 million dollars on Thursday, and it is weak with an estimated 46.9 million dollars. Um, which I find pretty interesting that it was number one in the box office for like maybe a, whole... yeah. So, the Jared Leto Spider-Man spinoff is expected to decline 65% in Weekend 2 given its genre nature. Paramount's Lost City um, did $1.1 million, negative 8 from Wednesday for a second week, estimated at $19.9 million and two-week total of $59.7 million. Warner Brothers The Batman did $74 wait hold on 745k it was number one in the box office i'll give it that though man negative seven percent from wednesday ending its fifth week with one with 14.3 million dollars and a running total of 352.5 million dollars of course sony's uncharted did 303k and its seventh Thursday for a week, ending of five million and running total of 140.3 million dollars. And I'm not gonna even go, I'm not even going to the rest, so I'm gonna just wrap this up right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, I'm gonna just wrap this up right there. Um yeah, I think that's it though, man. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's gonna do it for episode 135. I hope you. I hope um you folks out there got a chance to go see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's already doing well in the box office. And also, don't forget. Don't forget to actually um. And I forgot to put this in the segment of TV show checkouts, which is um, which is TMZ Hip Hop which starts on Monday, April 11th on my 9 at 11 p.m., all right? I'm not sure about um, Fox, but um we'll figure it out, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, man, you like what you heard in today's episode or any previous episodes whatsoever? Please show some love by making a charitable donation to my cash app, which is dollar sign G Money Stacks 555. That's um dollar sign capital G, lowercase M-O-N-E-Y, capital S, lowercase T-A-C-K-Z. 555. Once again, it's not about breaking the bank. It's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you decide to do will be appreciated. So there you go, right there, folks. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to um This thing called um and no i don't think i have a podcast juice of the week i don't have a podcast juice of the week but um probably next week i'll probably do that so um we're gonna go into um we're gonna go into this thing called um Podcast free game mechanisms. Let's cue the chimes. And of course, um, as you may know, this is the segment where I actually um, inform you guys on on the types of equipment that you need to start a podcast. And of course, um. And of course, um, the software and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So if you, if you folks out there are interested in making a podcast like I'm doing right now with three shows underneath my belt, um, don't worry. I got you back on, on, on this right here. So, um, so here we go. First, headphones. Second, you need a microphone. For sound quality and your recording, now it doesn't have to be anything too um too expensive. It could be a Yeti microphone. It could be an Alvoxcon A800 model microphone that I'm using for recording purposes. And you also need a laptop, which is very important for your live streams, um, for your um streamyard or Zoom meetings or whatever. And I don't use Zoom for my um, podcast recordings um because this is where I segue into StreamYard. So StreamYard is the app that is the software that I use f- for um my three YouTube channels, which is G Money Stacks 555 with all the New York podcast episodes on there alongside with um, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, um, the review show, and of course my sports podcast, which is of course, excellent fun vibrant podcast sports edition show. Um, and and of course, you could you could add your Facebook, you could add your Twitch, but I don't but I don't know how too many people that use LinkedIn. I don't use that, so I can't really recommend that. But but here we go, man. So with StreamYard, you get to do a couple of things, you get to send invite links to people like through your email addresses, your phone numbers, and of course your your Instagram handles, right there. So, um, so yeah. And when when I see you come to the Streamyard Studio, and I see you come in, I will add you to the live stream chat, so that way you'll be able to chat with me, and you know we. We get into the topics and you know and some other stuff right there. So which is fun by the way. I'm actually having fun having people on my show so far, actually, though. So I don't know who I want to invite on the show next. So I can't really say for sure. So we'll see what's going on here. Um I actually um wanna mention about StreamYard. If you make an account with StreamYard. Um, it could be your email address or your personal email address you you um you can type in either one you want to make sure you are actually able to get login code and when you get it when you click on it what you're going to do is go to the email address that StreamYard sent you in the email you're going to you're going to see six numbers You can copy and paste those numbers on there. And when you do that, all you need to do is is press on login and you should be good to go to set up your live stream schedule of any days of the week you get to do this. Live stream recording on StreamYard, of course, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, which I hardly use anymore because they delete people's videos, which I didn't want that to happen and yeah so there you go right there man um and also for, for podcasters out there who are interested in making a podcast like I'm doing um wh- when it comes to um creating a unique name title of the show um don't worry about the people who, who who's not going to like it as long as you got a lot of people that, are, that are like the name and the story behind it and stuff like that, that's what really fucking matters here. You know what I'm saying? Um, And yeah, and you also, the most important thing is you also want to have confidence behind your recording. And, you know, be comfortable with your voice. You know what I'm saying? And, and of course, I'm going to throw you another, another recommendation recommendation right here which is anchor.fm you want to set an account with anchor.fm for your podcast which is the hosting site for, for um spotify which is owned by spotify by the way and also um when you set up your um you could, you could it's optional to actually make a trailer it's optional uh, it's not mandatory but it's optional and it's a to you and your choice. So when you record your first episode, you want to make sure it drops um on whatever day you decide to drop it. That way people are people that's listening on Spotify and other streaming platforms, such as iHeartRadio, of course there's Podchaser, there's um of course there's Audible and Of course, Moon FM podcast, Google podcast and all these other streaming platforms that I'd be mentioning. So, um, so, yeah, as long as you have um, an expansion on the, the listeners and the folks out there that's watching on YouTube, which is included, too. And the more content you create. The more you will be able to gain success now. Another thing, don't worry about somebody telling you just because you have a microphone doesn't mean you can start a podcast. Don't worry about that fucking idiot. Don't worry about that person. It's all about what makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's what really matters right there, though. So there you go right there, man. That is your podcast Um. Free game mechanism segment, and the last one right here is stream choices on the go. Make sure you follow me on 17 Live at G Money Queens, New York on 17 Live, and make sure you follow the show on facebook and instagram off the meat rat chains new york podcast alongside with my other shows excellent fun vibrant podcast the sports edition show and alongside with meticulous vibes podcast and make sure you are able to um follow me on the gram which is g money stacks on um, 555 in queens new york um And make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat, all right? And that's what really matters here. Now, now, on to where you can actually listen to the podcast episodes. I am going to fill you in right now. All right. So So as I said before, man, um make sure you subscribe to all the audio stream platforms and of course follow the podcast, follow the podcast, leave a like and a comment along with along with the episodes and stuff. And um and if you have any questions for me, and if you have any um and if you have any um I topic ideas, and if you have any thoughts and talks about what you heard about the topics that we discussed or previous episodes, whatsoever, feel free to leave a voice message on anchor.fm where you can see the po- the podcast page with all the episodes on there. You're going to see the word message on there, and by going to the link in bio on the gram, you're going to see linktree slash G Stacks 545. You're going to, when you cl- click on it, you're going to see. Um, you're going to see the name of the the name of the show. You click on there and you're going to see the word message. You're going to, you're going to leave a message on the anchor um, voice recording message on your, um, your phones, your iPhones, your Androids. Of course, um, you can even do that off of your, um, laptop too. You know what I'm saying? With your microphone and headphones. You know what I'm saying? Um so so yeah. Anchor, audacity, audible, audio burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Podcast Attic, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Pod Chaser, Podverse. Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, and Podfriend, and Spotify. That would be appreciated. And we are also on Radio Public and iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Make sure you follow those. Make sure you follow the show on there. Um, and also follow my other shows that's also on iHeartRadio as well, which is um, Meticulous Vibes podcast. And, of course, um, Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast, the Sports Edition show. And, of course, the New York podcast is also on iHeartRadio. So make sure you follow those three shows that I just mentioned right now. All right. And last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab the subscribe button so you can be Able to um be notified and reminded on when the show and myself is going on the air um via live stream. So of course tap the noty noty bell so you can be reminded of when it's going to premiere as far as the live stream recording. Make sure you um you don't you, you don't miss anything and leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and the topics that's being discussed stay tuned for more upcoming episodes um, more video content um previous episodes and of course make sure you download the episodes share the episodes share the videos don't forget to rate um don't forget to tell a friend to another friend spread the word Word of mouth is important, and, of course, your feedback is important to me um, in terms of what you thought about the topics and stuff like that. Um, And, um, by the way, I left a question in regards to a previous episode that I actually talked about in terms of Remy Ma making a claim statement regarding Doja Cat not being a rapper. I want you guys to tell me your feedback, how you feel about what Remy Ma said on the Off The Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast Instagram page that I posted. So there you go right there. And that's going to do it for me, man. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me. I really appreciate you guys and the folks out there in the YouTube, all over the world, Canada, not to mention... Not to mention um, Long Island, a.k.a. Strong Island, the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Stand Island, and Queens. I appreciate you guys, man, and, and I really love y'all for this, man. It's all love. So um, thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Don't forget to check out um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in theaters right now. And, of course, don't forget to check out the new TV show, Hip Hop, no, excuse me. Don't forget to check out TMZ Hip Hop on Monday on my 9 at 11 p.m. All right? I'm off this shit. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your weekend. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace and well, love, and have yourselves a good night. And enjoy the, enjoy the Mets baseball game as well on TV. n-y-p-o-d-c-a-s-t alongside with my primary instagram handle gmoneystacks555 in queens new york and go to the youtube channel gmoneystacks555 be sure to click the subscribe button grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream more video content upcoming episodes Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Attic, Podorama, Chaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you listeners and watchers for tuning into the podcast. One love.